For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. September 9th, 2020, 6.38 p.m. And welcome to episode number 219 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. As we get set to, of course, talk about our favorite subjects of all time. That being, of course, <clears throat> of course, talking about the world, of course, of, 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 of course, pop, pop culture, of course, including the world of movies, film and film and TV. <clears throat> also, also, of course, here, also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to bringing you, of course, all the uh, pop culture news of the day, courtesy of 411 Mania. We also, of course, will be. Uh, <clears throat> we also, of course, will be, of course, uh, bringing you some some uh, history throughout the the world of pop culture, uh, from the world of um, music, mo- music, movies, TV, and sports, and also, ladies and gentlemen, to get you set for our wrestling programs. Of course, later on in the evening, we'll get you, of course, up to date with a few little wrestling news tidbits here, courtesy of uh, also of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to chime in on anything and everything that we wish that uh, that uh, that we will be talking about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, <clears throat> 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and get started here at 6.40 p.m. Let's Let's go ahead and get started here at, of course, at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Time with, of course, the latest uh, news tidbits coming from the world, of course, of pop culture. Of course, we do thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network and read their stories on all of our shows. In addition to, of course, on Outside the Ropes, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as, of course, Power Hour and also WWS this morning. Um... Our first story, of course, coming up here. Uh, let's see here. Coming out here yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as actor Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, excuse me. Let me make sure I pronounce that name correctly. Is not really interested in revisiting the role from the Lord of the Rings movies. Let's go ahead and bring that here too. Hugo Weaving would 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 have liked to reprise his role in the Matrix films, but Lord of the Rings, not so much. 
Weaving spoke with Variety in a new interview and was asked whether he'd be willing to play Elrond in Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings series, and he gave an empathic response. No way, absolutely no, Weaving says. Matrix might have happened, but Lord of the Rings, no, I would never. I'm not interested in that at all. Look, I loved being in New Zealand with all those great people, and I was like going back to a family, but actually, to be honest, I think everyone had more than enough of it. Weaving played Elrond for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, as well as the first and third Hobbit films. Elrond would be one of the few characters from the film who could appear in the Amazon series, which is set to which is set in the second age of Middle-earth, well before the events of the films. Weaving noted <clears throat> that he's not ruling out a future franchise or temple releases, saying they have to be something really interesting with a different twist that made me really keen to do it. I'm not saying no to franchise films because I'm sort of open to anything, but I suppose my interests have always lay with Australia and trying to find really interesting projects out here. That's my primary focus. Weaving was willing to return for the Matrix Four, but that scheduling conflicts got in but but scheduling that's but, but that scheduling conflicts got in the way. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series is expected to arrive sometime, of course, next year. <clears throat> so apparently a recurring character from Lord of the Rings films, folks, uh, is obviously obviously of course uh, not going to uh, is obviously not going to be returning. Uh, this was one story that came out here. I do believe. Let's see if we can get it up here. I believe yes, it was posted yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. Uh, I'm sure everyone remembers from, uh, from of course, uh, Adult Swim. They know they've aired this one for a long time, the Venture Brothers. According to Jeremy Thomas, Adult Swim actually has, has decided to cancel the Venture Brothers after 17 years. They could move to HBO Max. The long-run saga of the Venture Brothers is at an end after 17 years and seven seasons. Series creator Christopher McCullough has announced on Twitter that Adult Swim has decided not to renew the show for an eighth season. All is not entirely lost, however, as Variety reports that there are very there are very early discussions about a possible jump to HBO Max. The outlet notes that the possibility is still far from becoming reality. It must be said. The Venture Brothers launched actually in 2004 and ran on and off on Adult Swim all the way up until its seventh season concluded in 2018. McCullough noted that he and his writing team were in the middle of writing season eight when they found out the show was not being renewed. The series features the voices of Christopher McCullough, Michael Center, Center Nicholas, James Urbanite, Patrick Warburton, Doc Hammer, Stephen Rizzotti, Rizzotti Ritazzi and Dana Snyder, and was a riff on actually on on of course on the long running cartoon Johnny, Johnny Quest. Following the adventures of the Venture family, consisted of incompetent teen brothers Dean and Hank, along with their emotionally in insecure super scientist father Dr. Thaddeus Venture and bodyguard Brock Sampson. They faced off with a host of supervillains, including the Monarch, Doctor Girlfriend, Sergeant Hatred, and Phantom Limb. Uh, there were some interesting characters, and I do remember the Brothers all too well. So we'll just have to wait and see if HBO Max will decide to pick that up. Uh, of course, for big-time fans of the Venture Brothers, that would be a plus. So we hope, of course, that of course that does pop up. Uh, <clears throat> our next story here. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Thomas put out the story yesterday. As Ridley Scott is now saying that a new Alien movie is in the works, likely unconnected to the movie Prometheus. Ridley Scott isn't done with the Alien franchise yet, though the next film likely won't follow up on Prometheus or Alien Covenant. Scott spoke with Forbes promoting his new HBO Max project, Raised by Wolves, and revealed that a new film in the venerable sci-fi horror franchise is in development. That's in process, Scott says. said. We went down a route to try to reinvent the wheel with Prometheus and Covenant. Whether or not we go directly back to that is doubtful because Prometheus woke it up very well. But no, you're asking fundamental questions like has Alien himself, you know, the <coughs> uh, face hugger, the ch chest burster, have they all run out of steam? 
Do they have to rethink the whole bloody thing and simply use the word use the word to franchise? As always, the fundamental fundamental question. Scott went on to say that he sees plenty of room for the franchise to go, noting, I still think there's a lot of mileage in Alien, but I think you'll have to think you'll have to now re-evolve. But I always thought when I was making it the first one, why would a creature like this be made and why was it traveling? And and what I always thought was a kind of Warcraft, which was carrying the cargo of these eggs. What was the purpose of the vehicle, and what was the purpose of the eggs? That's the thing. The question: Who, why, and for what purpose is the next idea? I think. While the Alien franchise is an iconic one, the last couple of films have been polarizing. Prometheus was a financial hit and liked by critics, though fans were less and less enthused. Alien Covenant, released in 2017, was a financial disappointment. With $240.9 million worldwide, just over half of Prometheus's $403.4 million take, and was lukewarm with critics. So, so, so you had some folks that liked one that didn't like the other, and then it was vice versa, it seems. Uh, of course, obviously, obviously, of course, the uh, uh, we talked about the movie uh, uh, Tenet or Tenet. I don't know how, how this is, the word is actually pronounced, but this was actually, this story came out, uh, I do believe on Sunday, but uh, I'll go ahead and read this. Actually, Tanae opens to $20 million domestically. This was also reported. Thomas. Tanae finally had its day in U.S. theaters, getting off to a $20 million start over the weekend. The Christopher Nolan-directed sci-fi espionage thriller opened with $20.2 million this weekend, marked the first film to gross over $10 million for a weekend in almost six months. Tonight opened in 2,810 theaters nationwide and scored a solid number, considering how only 68% of the theaters are open right now across the country, and the fact that many people are attentive at best about venturing out to a movie theater due, of course, to obviously the pandemic. Of course, tonight's opening isn't what Warner Brothers would have wanted in a perfect situation, but nothing about right now is a perfect situation for movies. Tenet's domestic start marks the first opening in the teens since March 13th when Disney's Onward was in its second weekend amid the shutdown and dropped 73% to 10.5 million. That was not coincidentally our la- the last time 411 Mini did a box office report. Then it came with a hefty price tag registering at $224 million. Add in a start and stop marketing campaign by necessity, and Tenet is, a somewhat, is in a somewhat rough position. Things are a total loss for the film, though. For one, Tenet has, has literally no real competition to October 2nd when Wonder Woman 1984, as of right now, of course, opens. There is a definite, definite possibility of more people being becoming competent enough to venture out to theaters in the coming weeks. And combined with Nolan's propensity for long box office runs means that Tenet could actually show in some pretty solid legs. A damper on that is the fact that the film is below the Nolan average with critics at 74% Rotten Tomatoes average, while the cinema score is also lower with a B as opposed to the typical B plus slash A minus. It's also doing well overseas where it has 126 million thus far for $146.2 million worldwide uh, uh, worldwide comings in. There are far too many variables to predict the final box office gross. But while it will probably lose money, it won't come as a, as a black mark against Nolan considering the situation. Coming in at distance was number two of the New Mutants, which brought in $2.9 million. That's down 59% from last weekend's $7 million gross. The PG-13 horror spinoff of the X-Men arrived in theaters after a lengthy series of delays and a host of negative buzz. And the reviews have not been kind with, 30, with a 32% Rotten Tomatoes average. That's better than Dark Phoenix's 22%, but it is otherwise the worst aggregate score of the franchise. There was no cinema score pulling for the film, but the Rotten Tomato user average is not a great 53%. Many expected Disney at some point to dump the New Mutants, which was the last relic of the 20th Century Fox purchase on a streaming platform and put it up for VOD digital rental. Not that it wasn't not that wasn't possible due to a host of reasons. Notable a requirement as part of the Fox acquisition that all their films get theatrical release. In addition, HBO has first streaming rights, so it couldn't just be tossed onto Hulu or Disney+. 
The film currently has $11.6 million domestically and $20.1 million worldwide thus far. And it seems unlikely the top $20 million in the U.S., which means that Disney will have to wait for digital before they can start looking at hopes of a breaking point. And even if that seems unlikely for a film that reportedly costs $67 million or so, cheap for a superhero film, but still well out of range for how the film is currently doing. Number three went to Russell Crowe's Unhinged, which is now in its fourth weekend and notched $1.7 million. The psychological thriller was the, along with the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, the first major film to open theatrically when it launched in 299 theaters the weekend of August 14th, then went wide the week after. A $33 million film about a deranged man with a case of road rage had been mildly received with 47% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics, but audiences have liked it with 76% approval there. It has a total gross of $11.3 million domestically and $19 million worldwide. Much like New Mutants, this one won't see a profit or $20 million, $20 million in theaters, but should be able to make money once it hits digital. Of course, there was only numbers on three other films, of course, this past weekend, and their rankings aren't certain. The Dev Patel starred The Personal History of David Copperfield, grosses $361,000 in the second weekend, bringing its totals to $1 million domestically and $10.9 million worldwide with a $15.6 million budget. It should be able to break even. The SpongeBob movie brought in $345,000 in its fourth weekend, with a total of $3.5 million thus far, gets a reported $60 million budget. Of course, sorry, SpongeBob. And Roadside's teen romantic drama Words on the Bathroom Wall, starring Charlie Plummer and Taylor Russell, scored $282,370 in its third weekend with a $1.5 million total against a $9.3 million budget. Next weekend does have a new release in in the rom-com The Broken Hearts Gallery, which stars Geraldine Viswanathan, Diker Montgomery, Utarsh Ambukar, Molly Gordon, Philippia So, and Bernadette Peters. The film is currently well-liked with critics at an 86% Rotten Tomatoes score. score excuse me. There's no way to even guess guesstimate as to what it will do in its first, uh, first weekend. And of course, like I said, we did, like I said, apparently, like I said, there are some movies, from what you can tell here, folks, there are some movies that are trying to make it through all this and all that. But I mean, pretty much, like I said, just like before, folks, you got to keep in mind that obviously the pandemic has really just done a number on a lot of things. And so obviously this right here is pretty much, it's pretty much, of course, uh, obviously the, uh, it's pretty much, of course, the, the, this is one thing right here that's really done a number on. I mean, of course, on all walks of life here. And one more quick story here before we, of course, we switch things over to our, uh, to, of course, our pop culture history report here. <clears throat> uh, of course, another story that came out, I do believe, uh, let's see, came out Sunday, I believe, from Jeremy Thomas. As Thomas, speaking of Christopher Nolan, he says his D, his Directing days of directing DC movies are over. Let's see what he had to say right here. Christopher Nolan doesn't expect to see himself behind the camera for another DC super film, knowing that he's likely done with them. Nolan was interviewed with John David Washington by Geeks of Color, promoting their new film, Tenet. And the topic came up when Washington was asked about whether he would be interested in playing Green Lantern. Washington, who has been popular among DC fans as a choice to play John Stewart, shot the question over to Nolan with, a, with an ask him. Nolan laughed and said, I think my DC days are over. Nolan did say that Washington would be an excellent choice to play, of course, obviously, as talking about, talking about playing uh, uh, John Stewart, the Green Lantern. Nolan, of course, jumped into the DC pool when he directed Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Since finishing with the last. With, with The Dark Knight Rises, Nolan has pursued his own original projects like Tenet, which is, of course, obviously in theaters right now. So, uh, so obviously, we'll just have to wait and see, of course, what will, what will, of course, obviously, uh, what will obviously happen here. But for right now, we'll come back, of course, obviously, to 
We'll come back to 411 Mania here in just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen, while we, of course, switch it over to, of course, as we see, what, to check out our pop culture history and birthdays here for today. And while we do that, let me go ahead and give you this one more time. Episode 219 of WWUS Outside the Ropes. It is 6.56 p.m. Eastern Time, of course, on Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, the rest of the panel way too tough to handle. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it's paying some attention right now to obviously uh, uh, AEW right now at th- th- this time. Uh, and there'll be a whole lot more discussion about that coming up here a little bit later. Uh, and about at, at, at 8 o'clock, be sure to join the Loose Cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas for our next episode, of course, of WWS Wrestling Debate, 139-925-POUND at 8 o'clock, as he will, of course, be, of course, reviewing, obviously, AEW. He will also, of course, <clears throat> bring up some other thoughts and points of views about everything that is going on here in wrestling here recently, of course, with the WWE. Obviously, of course, with I'm sure All Out this past Saturday, among some other wrestling topics that I'm sure that he's been reading and hearing about here as well. Be sure to join Shaq at 8 o'clock, of course, here with Wrestling Debate. And also, I'll be back on, ladies and gentlemen, with episode... <clears throat> um, let's see. We'll make sure that I have the. I want to make sure that I have the correct. Uh, yes, uh, episode eight eighty four of Revolution tonight, ladies and gentlemen. As of course, I'll be back on to host that. Of course, we'll bring you your our wrestling news and views of the evening. We'll also, of course, bring you, of course, our personal thoughts and opinions about what happened with NXT last night. What happened with, um, of course, uh, AEW tonight. Obviously, we're going to do our best to try to talk about what happened with. The matches, of course, at All Out this past uh, this past this past Saturday night, and also some other wrestling topics, of course, of interest. We'll definitely be bringing that here to you here as well. So be sure to join us here for 8:84 of Revolution coming up here at 9 o'clock here this evening. Now, of course, sure, obviously, you did not hear me mention in the t- in the discussion about obviously. Um, um, <clears throat> Um, wrestling debate about the, uh, of course, obviously the uh, about the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. Uh, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we discussed this on Revolution last night. The King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, is going to be taking, of course, a leave of absence, obviously from uh, from from our shows due to, of course, a personal uh, situation. Uh, so obviously, so. <clears throat> so he will not be on any of our shows here for quite. He will not be on any of our shows here for, for for quite some time. So it may be close to the end of next month before we actually uh, before we actually hear anything at all from from of course Mr. Patel. But we do of course as we, as of course last night on Revolution of course he he did actually have a very unique. Big time matchup here um, last night. Here, of course, as you know, he came very, very close to picking up, of course, four championship belts. Uh, in the end, of course, we we do know that, of course, that the human suplex machine John Gross did retain the three belts he brought into the mix. Plus, also, also, of course, getting by the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming to pick up, of course, the GWI Phenom title. <coughs> Of course, John held on the WCW US uh, Phenom title, as well as the WCW US Intergender title, and also the WCCW US World Heavyweight title. Uh, so, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, whenever Mint does return, we are going to have a couple more matches scheduled. This thing, of course, between John, Mint, and Justin is not going to be over with, as we did as we did point out here. Of course, uh, the original match between John and Justin will take place, but this time. John will be putting both Phenom titles on the line against the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. And Mitt will have an opportunity to go after the WWUS intergender title and the, WC- and the WCCWS world heavyweight title when, of course, he will take on uh, John one more time. So, but like I said, we do, of course, ho- hopefully, of course, have best wishes, of course, for Mitt. And hopefully he'll be back on here with us here very, very soon. We hope to hear from him again. And... <coughs> And and hopefully, like, and like I said, of course, we will we will do our very very, be, very very best to get by everything, of course, with 
of course, meant not being in the mix, but, but we understand and respect his wishes here, of course, during this time. Okay, let's see what we have here in our, uh, of course, pop culture, history, and birthdays here. As we start off, of course, with film and television here for today, September the 9th. On this day in 1951, the first broadcast of the show Love of Life uh, on CBS. On say 1953, WFIE TV 14 in Evansville, Indiana begins broadcasting. On this day in 1956, Elvis Presley appears on the Ed Sullivan Show for the very first time. On this day in 1961, Ms. Maria Bell Fletcher out of North Carolina, who was 19 years old at the time, was crowned the 34th Miss America. Uh, 1962. On this day in 1962, WNYS, now known as WIXT TV Channel 9 in Syracuse, New York, which was an ABC affiliate, begins broadcasting. On this day in 1967, Deborah Dean Barnes uh, of Kansas, who was 20 years old at the time, was crowned the 40th Miss America, of course, 1968. 1968, WGIQ TV Channel 43 in Louisville, Alabama. A PBS affiliate begins broadcasting. And then also 1968, WVPT-TV Channel 51 in Staunton, Virginia, another PBS affiliate, also begins broadcasting as well. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will wish a very happy birthday here uh, to the late uh, actor uh, Cliff, Rob uh, Cliff Robertson. Uh, he passed away in 2014. Also, we want to wish you a happy 54th birthday to, of course, Saturday Night Live alum and some of the, and, and also involved in a lot of great movies as well, Adam Sandler. And also happy 40th birthday to Michelle Williams. And we have one death to report, of course. On this date in 1997, we lost Burgess Meredith. If you remember, of course, from the, 19, from the, 60s, from the 60s Batman TV series, he, of course, played the infamous Penguin. And also, of course, he played uh, Mick in, in, I think, the first three Rocky movies alongside Sylvester Stallone. Some weddings, of course, going on in the world of film and TV. Uh, 1995 singer China Phillips, I believe she was part of the group, this pop group, Wilson Phillips, weds actor William Baldwin. <clears throat> and in two, on this day, 2012, Gossip Girl actress Blake, Blake Lively who was 25 at the time, Wedge, uh, Ryan Reynolds, of course, from the movie Green Lantern, of course, also Deadpool, who was 35 at the time, at Boone Hall in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. So, some very unique, unique moments right there. Uh, let's see, now let's go, of course, to the world of music. Okay, on this day in music for September the 9th, in 1948, Hilarities of 1949 opens at Adelphi Theater in New York City for 14 performances. In 1950, Texas Little Darling closes at Mark Hellinger, New York City, after 293 performances. Also in 1950, Where's Chartev closes at St. James Theater, New York City, after 792 performances. On this day, 1957, the song Diana by Paul Anka reaches number one. On this day in 1971, John Lennon releases his Imagine album. <coughs> on this day in 1979, St Sid Bernstein offers um, half a billion dollars for a Beatle reunion. On this day in 1982, Your Arms Are Too Short opens at Alvin, New York City for 69 performances. And on this day in 1988, Look Away, single released by Chicago, Became the Billboard Song of the Year in 1989. We want to wish, of course, uh, of course, uh, a very happy, very happy birthday to the late Otis Redding here today. Also, of course, some deaths in in the world of music here. Uh, Armand Emmanuel Trial, he died at the age of 32 in 1803. On his day in 1832, Bernhard Joseph Klein, who was a composer, died at the age of 39. On this day in 1878, J Jacobo Fiker, who was a composer, sat, sadly dies at the age of only 18. On this day in 1951, Cecil Gray, who was a Scottish composer and a music critic, sadly dies at the age of 56. 
and we have we have of course uh in addition we have some weddings of course in the world of music of course we mentioned in 1995 china phillips weds actor william baldwin uh in 1979 yusuf islam who of course was originally known as cat stevens weds Fuzia uh, Ali at Kensington Mosque on stage in 2004. NSYNC singer Joy Patone, Joy, Joy who was 27 at the time, weds Kelly Baldwin, who was also 27, at Ohika Castle in Huntington, New York. And also in the state of 2007, uh, country music artist Joe Nichols, who was 30 at the time, weds Heather Singleton, who was also 30 at the time at Whitfield Chapel in Savannah, Georgia. <clears throat> okay. And also now let's let's turn to of course the world let's check out of course the world of sports as we go into seven oh seven PM Eastern time. Uh, some of the events of course that took place on this day here September 9th in the world of sports. On this day nineteen oh four the Boston Herald again refers in the New York baseball club as Yankees when it reports Yankees take two Yankee name does not become official until 1913. On his date in 1909, Jack Johnson retains his heavyweight boxing title when he fights Al Kaufman to a no decision in 10 rounds at Cothrops Arena in San Francisco. <clears throat> Say 1914, Boston Brave George Davis, no hits, Philadelphia Phillies, 7-0. On his day 1927, it is Tony Lazeri Day at Yankee Stadium. On his day in 1928, Silvio Couture of Haiti, Sets then the long jump record at 26 and a half inches. Or 26 and a half feet, I should say. I'll say 1934, Armas Tavoyan becomes the first European marathoner at 252, 29.0. I'll say 1936, Yankee Sweep Indians, New York, clutches pennant on earliest date in history. On his date in 1940, U.S. National Championship Men's Tennis, Forest Hills, New York. Donald McNeil beats fellow American Bobby Riggs 4668636375 for his second major singles title. Uh, a couple of birthdays here, of course. Uh, uh, today would today, of course, was the birthday of the late Fred Sporforth. He passed away in 1926. Uh, I believe this was a. I believe this this next gentleman is either a. Uh, I don't know if he's a tennis star or a soccer star, uh, Luca Modric, but today he turns 35. And uh, uh, one death in the world of sports, R Richie Ashford would have been uh, would have been today 70 years old. I mean, I, I'm sorry, he was 70 when he when he passed when he passed away. So um, so absolutely. And also, of course, uh, on this, um, we have two wet, two weddings, of course, in, in, in the, of course, world of sports. On this day, 1995, ice skater Nancy Kerrigan, who was 25, weds her agent, Jerry Solomon, who was 41. And on this day in 2006, tennis player Iva Majoli, who was 29, weds a local businessman, Stipe uh, Mark. Marik, how you pronounce that, so... There you have it there, of course, in your pop culture history and birthdays. Uh, we will also hear, of course, uh, about, of course, the current, about, of course, these history and birthdays, of course, on Revolution here tonight, uh, when, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, will, of course, blend these in with the wrestling history and birthdays here, uh, coming up here at the early part, of course, of the show. Now let's go back to, of course, 411mania.com, ladies and gentlemen. And bring you, of course, a few extra, a few wrestling news tidbits to kind of close out the evening. Of course, here on two nineteen of Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> uh, but like I said, we only go. Like I said, we only have, like I said, uh, just a handful right here. Uh, let's see, right here. Give us just a few moments here to, of course, pull this pull this up right here. Some various wrestling news as Joseph Lee brings his story here today. Lacey Evans reveals her Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Also, Up Up Down Down nominated for eSports Award. And Effie announces Twink Gauntlet return. Hmm, okay. 
Lacey Evans appeared on today's episode of The Bump, where she revealed her Mount Rushmore wrestling. It includes Medusa, Sarah Amato, Natalia, and obviously, of course, herself. So there, so, so there you have it right there. Up, Up, Down, Down has been nominated for an eSports award for eSports Content Creator of the Year. Of course, uh, on the Up, Up, Down, Down channel today, support at Xavier Woods PhD by voting him, voting for him in the link, of course, right here on if you want to, of course, nominate him, of course, to uh, win this, this coveted award right here. And Effie has announced that the Twink Gauntlet for his Big Gay Brunch event on October 10th at 11 a.m. at the Marion County uh, Fairgrounds. So if you want to, of course, check that out there as well. Uh, so be sure to, of course, check. Be sure to, of course, uh, Big Gay Brunch. Okay. All right. Uh, we have seen this this young lady, of course, in uh, AEW, but she was not official up until, of course, just this story here is going to confirm it. I'm sure everyone remembers uh, Tay Conti. Of course, she was known by her full name, Ty Nara Conti, in NXT for a while. But Joseph Lee has announced here in this story here as, as AEW has announced the signing of Tay Conti. So, uh, so Joseph, here's a story from Joseph Lee. AEW has added a new name to the women's division, one that may look familiar to NXT fans. In a sport on Twitter, the company announced that Tay Conti now is all elite. She will make her Dynamite in-ring debut tonight as she takes on Nyla Rose. Conti previously teamed with Anna Jay in the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament. They lost in the semifinals to Diamante and Ivelisse. She also appeared in the audience of Dynamite where Jay offered her a spot in the Dark Order. Of course, like I said, I have a couple of, of course, quick Twitter things. Welcome to the team at Tay Conti. Uh, underscore is hashtag all elite. And also they posted another thing, another uh, um, tweet here as well tonight on Dynamite. The native beast at Nyla Rose Beast takes on at Tay Conti in singles action. Watch hashtag AEW Dynamite live on at TNT Drama 8, uh, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. <clears throat> And of course, there's a link for the internet for AEW's international fans if you like to take part of that. Joseph Lee has this here is New Japan Pro Wrestling announced participants for G1 Climax 30. Will Osprey, Juice Robinson, and more are returning to this. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced participants of this year's G1 Climax 30. Revealing several returns of wrestlers that have been absent. Will Osprey, June Robin, Juice Robinson, Jay White, Kenta, and Jeff Cobb have all previously been unable to appear in Japan due to the pandemic and now will now be returning for the G1 Climax. The A block will consist of Kota Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Will Osprey, Shingo Takagi, Minoru Suzuki, Tai Chi, Jay White, and Yujiro Takahashi. The B block is Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, Toru Yoshihashi, Tetsuya Naido, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., Evil, and Kenta. Suzuki, Yoshihashi, and Takahashi were absent for last year's tournament. They were they 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 replaced <clears throat> they they actually replaced Lance Archer, John Moxley, and Bad Luck Pilot, who were all in it last year. The winner of the G1 will get a title match against the, IG, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, which is currently Naido at Wrestle Kingdom. Two points are awarded to the winner of a match with 1.4 draw and no points for a loss. The winners in each block will then face off in the finals. The dates for the G1 include the following. <clears throat> uh, Saturday, September 9th, 18th, and Sunday, September 19th, there'll be at the Ideon Arena, Osaka, in Osaka, Japan. Uh, September 23rd and 24th, they'll be in the Hakai Kita Yale in Hakido. Uh, September 27th, they'll be in Hi the Kobe World Hall in Hyogo. September 29th, they'll be in Tokyo at Korakuen Hall, as well as also on September 30th, they'll be in Tokyo. October 1st, they'll be in Nagata at the Aur Nagaoka. 
Uh, October 5th, there'll be in the Tatsumatsu City Gymnasium in uh, Tagawa. October 6th and 7th, they'll be in Hiroshima at the Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall. Thursday, October 8th, they'll be at the Zip Arena Okayama in Okayama. October 10th, they'll be back in Osaka. October 11th, they'll be in Aichi at the Aichi Perfectual Gymnasium, the Dolphins Arena. October 13th, they'll be in Shizuka at the Hamamatsu Arena. Uh, October 14th, they will be at Kanagawa at the Yokohama Budokan. And Friday, October 16th, Saturday, October 17th, and Sunday, October 18th, They'll be at the Sumo Ryogoku Sumo Hall in Tokyo. So that's a lot of dates here, folks. So be sure so get ready. So get ready for that as it's going to get jump right back up again here, folks. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas has this story here, of course, that are coming up here today. I mean yesterday, I should say, as NXT UK alumni Killer Kelly gets engaged. So had to send a big hearty congratulations. Former NXT UK star Killer Kelly has announced that she is engaged. Kelly announced on Twitter on Tuesday that, she, Tuesday that she's engaged, engaged to WXW wrestler trainer Alexander James. Here is her, her post, of course, uh, uh, right here, of course, on Twitter. Um, I'm sure that we'll probably have a picture popped up here in just a few minutes. But, of course, obviously, Kelly was a part of the 2018 May Young Classic and was a part of the NXT Women's Title Tournament. She actually exited NXT UK in January. So she's been, I had no idea that she wasn't there anymore, but apparently she's no longer there. She's, uh, so congratulations. So, um, okay, I think we're probably going to be seeing the picture here. So on behalf, of course, of 411 Mania and also, of course, the WWS Radio Network, congratulations to Killer Kelly on being, on getting engaged, absolutely. I hope we have many happy, many happy, uh, and very beautiful indeed. Very beautiful indeed. So, this was posted at 10:17 p.m. last night in Mexico. So, congratulations to the Killer Kelly and also Alexander James, of course, for announcing their engagement. So, we hope many wonderful things. Absolutely. We might see her back in NXT at some point. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. And also some quick WWE news before we, of course, end it here for the night. Uh, Tahuti Miles actually gets a new name. And also Finn Balor shows off his new NXT title side plates. Of course, I've been putting those on all the belts here lately. Tahuti Miles has a new gimmick under the name Ashanti the Adonis. On, on last night's episode of NXT, on last night's episode of NXT, Miles came out under his new name and gimmick to face Velveteen Dream. Adonis lost to Dream in a match that was hard to nearly winning a couple of times. Adonis has been on 205 Live for the last several months. And also, of course, we'll have a hopefully we'll have a picture here before we leave leave the air here. Uh, Finn Balor posted a picture of his new side plates for his NXT title after he won the title in the opening match of tonight's show of last night's show. Uh, of course, the photo is on here as well, of course, through uh, Finn Balor's, of course, Twitter account. Uh, let's see. Hopefully, we can uh, let's see if we can try to see this picture. I mean, I'm sure the picture looks kind of sweet. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, of course, congratulations to Finn Balor for for winning, of course, uh, for winning the NXT Championship. Of course, as you know, does and oh man, that's some that's some sweet looking plates. Yes, indeed. Very nice looking. Very nice looking indeed. And this was posted at 9.36 p.m. This while we were trying to get Revolution on the air last night. Uh, we were having some difficulties with that. But but uh, but some very nice looking plates there indeed. So once again, congratulations to Finn Balor. Of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, after uh, NXT TakeOver 30, of course, as you know, Karrion Cross won the NXT title from Keith Lee, who, of course, we know... We did find out later that Keith Lee was moving up to Monday Night Raw, and he did. Uh, but what happened was was that Kerry Cross injured himself and went in that belt. So he ended up kind of like how what, what Finn Balor did when he won the Universal title for the first time several years ago. And and so what happened was was that, unfortunately, he had to relinquish the belt. 
So what happened was they had decided to have a four-man tournament. That was last. That was not last night, but it was last Tuesday. That they had, of course, uh, of course, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano. And of course, and it was a fatal four-way Iron Man match. And and the two that tied actually was Finn Balor and Adam Cole. So they had the match last night to, to determine who will, of course, become the next NXT champion. And of course, as we just said, it was it was in fact Finn Balor. So congratulations once again to Finn Balor. Also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of which. Uh, we did have about 11 people take part in, in, of course, the big poll that we had on the pay-per-view prediction center page to, to try to determine, like I said, who will be the next NXT US wholesale champion. Um, of course, we had of course we had 11 people who were correcting that prediction, so we have actually posted another poll to so to, to finally to determine who is going to be who is going to be, of course, picking up that belt here. And I will announce the winner of that of that of that voting coming up here um, on Revolution. Of course, is Friday night, September the 11th. So there's still plenty of time to vote. Uh, so far, like I said, the ones that did vote and take part in this, uh, of course, let's let's let me sorry about that. Uh, let let's name let's name them off here, folks. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, Anthony Chobot, Antonio Gutierrez, Mitt Patel, John, of course, John Gross, Gregory Kramer, Jody Valentine, Anil Patel, uh, Jared DiGiromo, Justin Carter, and Anne-Marie Rickenbach. Of course, folks, <coughs> so far we do, we do have, of course, we do have, of course, uh, two votes in so far, and right now, technically, we are, we are, we are tied right now at this time between Kevin O'Sullivan and and Anthony Chobot with one vote each. So hopefully, like I said, you can get in some more. We can get in. We can hopefully get in some more votes and you know, hopefully here here sometime soon. But right now, like I said, uh, I, so keep keep the votes going here by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS PTC Central to, of course, uh, check out the poll. And like I said, uh, and, and like I said, Vote for who you think of these of these of these folks should be the one to pick up the NXT US full sale title. Like I said, so far we have one vote apiece, one for Kevin O'Sullivan and one for Anthony Chobot. So hopefully, like I said, we will probably have some more popping on here. We'll have some more votes popping on here again here. Uh, very, very soon indeed. On that note here, folks, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and dash out of here for the night. But, of course, I'll be back on here coming up here at, at a little bit after 9 o'clock for, <clears throat> for episode 884, of course, of Revolution. Of course, as we get prepped here, of course, to, of course, talk about our wrestling news and views of the, of the night. Plus, also, folks, we'll probably talk about here, uh, of course, uh, today's wrestling history and birthdays. And also, we'll talk about what's been going on with, with AEW. We'll talk about, of course, our thoughts and opinions about what happened last night with NXT and among some other big-time wrestling stories, of course, coming up here to you as well. So be sure to listen in on that. one 355 pound starting at 9 o'clock. But before that here, folks, coming up in about 35 minutes, uh, don't forget to join the Loose Cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas for our next episode of WWS Wrestling Debate. As, of course, he'll be bringing up, uh, of course, everything going on, everything, of course, uh, not just with WWE, but of course, obviously, with what happened Saturday at All Out. Also, of course, what what will happen what happened last night with NXT, what happened uh, tonight with AEW Dynamite, among some other things here as well. Hopefully, and of course, hopefully, Shaq will have will have some folks on to, of course, debate certain to debate certain topics here and there. Um, but it'll be a fun show, so be sure to check it out. One three nine nine two five pound coming up in about thirty five minutes from now. Outside the Ropes 219 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We, of course, see you on the red carpet, of course, once again, for next week's episode as we hit number 220 
of Outside the Ropes here. I'll be a big time moment here indeed. But of course, for now, <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and, uh, like I said, we're going to get ourselves prepped, get in the wrestling mood here tonight here, as we always say. Of course, remember, Mr. WWUS's words to live by involving the pandemic. Of course, wash your hands, stay clean, and of course, most definitely, ladies and gentlemen, pray and pray very hard because Lord knows right now, given everything that's been going on in our going on in our world, we need we need that prayer. We need it back. So there you have it, right there. And we're going to play you out, ladies and gentlemen, of course, with our opening theme, which is of course. Which is, of course, uh, from Kenny Loggins, of course, from the hit 1980 movie Caddyshack, the song entitled I'm Alright. Take care and God bless you, folks. We'll talk at you here. Uh, don't forget to join Shaq at 8 o'clock with Wrestling Debate. And I'll be back on with Revolution at 9, at 9 o'clock. Take care and God bless, folks. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS. Radio Network. Karen, God bless, folks. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.